electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Welcome back to Power Lunch. Shares of Amazon are up about 3.5% today. They announced they're investing $100 million to beef up cloud with generative AI. Deirdre Bosa spoke with the head of AWS, and she joins us in studio for what some are describing as kind of a big catch-up play here to what we've already heard from Microsoft and Google. Right, or maybe it's Amazon going on the offensive, right? They're perceived by Wall Street as sort of lagging behind in the generative AI race. We know that Amazon has been in AI for many years. They've incorporated it across many of their businesses. Um, But what this focuses on is bringing generative AI tools, models, et cetera, to their cloud customers. So I sat down with the AWS CEO, Adam Silipsky, yesterday in San Francisco, and I asked him sort of, is this meant to sort of catch you up? Do you care what Wall Street thinks? Where is Amazon in its generative AI strategy? Have a listen. The reality of it is that uh, Amazon has been working on uh, artificial intelligence, as I mentioned earlier, for longer than almost any of these companies. And we have long accumulated experience. We have many, many experts, thousands of practitioners of different kinds inside the company. Uh, Many of those experts are now working specifically on generative AI. Uh, If you look at the full, nobody else has the full stack of capabilities that we're uh, we're putting together. So if you take uh, the chips that we talked about, we're designing our own really price performant machine learning AI specific chips. And then on top of that, we have a, a managed service for accessing the most important models in mm-hmm. the world, both Amazons, uh, which will come out later this year, the Titan models, as well as uh, a, a whole s- slate of um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, really important other models right. that startups and others have developed. And then on top of that, we're going to build uh, some really exciting applications and solutions. And you don't think that's something that Microsoft and Google are working on also, that sort of full stack of infrastructure well, and applications? Well, well, honestly, we focus way more on customers at Amazon than okay. we do on, on you said competitors. No but but uh, t- to my knowledge, uh, nobody, including those companies, is working on, uh, certainly have not announced that they're working on okay. those full, uh, that, that full suite of capabilities, bottom to top of the stack, no. Then I wonder, what is Wall Street missing? Is it that Microsoft and Google have sort of this product that has captured the mainstream, I think you said earlier, taking the consumer by storm? Does Amazon need something like that? Does it matter that you're not being recognized on Wall Street? Uh, there's an expression at Amazon which is uh, uh, pioneers need to be willing to be uh, misunderstood for long periods of time. And I think Amazon has had many examples in its history where it said we're going to focus on customers and have a steadfast belief in, in, in uh, that we're going to work with customers, we're going to build what they want. And if, if, if people want to uh, perceive us in a certain way, if we're misunderstood, you know, that's okay, as long as customers understand where yeah. we're going. And so what we're doing is trying to stay laser focused on building what our customers need in this space. And, and as I mentioned, uh, there's not one customer need. The world is not, uh, I, think, I think chat applications are amazing, 
but it's only one of many, many things yeah. that the world needs in generative AI. So we need, uh, we need Gen AI in order to uh, discover drugs better. Okay. We need it to monitor industrial uh, equipment better. We need it to create uh, autonomous driving systems and vehicles. We need it for, uh, to make media and entertainment better. We need it really for, for every sector of the economy, mm -hmm. every, uh, every application. So guys, the key here is that AWS is giving their customers options, right? It's not just a chat GPT or BARD that, you know, catches on in the mainstream. But it was interesting when we look back at this AI race this year, right? Remember the narrative earlier was Microsoft is going to eat Google's lunch and kind of over the longer term, only six months, stocks are pretty in tandem. And even Amazon is starting to catch up now. And there was a note this morning talking about the importance of the data that it has saying that they are poised to be a winner in this space. It's just such an interesting moment in AI right now because you have all these big companies out there saying, you know, we've been doing a lot on this for years and it's all secret and you can't see it, but we're the best. Right. Yeah. And we're eventually going to roll it out. And if you're an investor, how do you sort through all those claims and say, OK, well, I believe what he is selling here? One word, monetization, which yeah. is what NVIDIA showed us a few weeks ago. Remember, previous to that incredible quarterly report, it was sort of this the secular change that was some in some distance, right? Yeah. What NVIDIA says is we're monetizing this right now, and that's probably what investors are going to look to from the mega cap, the other mega cap tech giants out there to start doing, and that'll throw, show through in AWS revenue, which, by the way, is slowing also because mm. of enterprise spend. So ignore the big words, focus on the big profits. Yeah, <laughs> the numbers, numbers yeah. and cents. Makes sense. Microsoft and Activision facing off against the FTC today over one of the largest uh, technology acquisitions in history. And that is the focus of today's Tech Check with Steve Kovac. Hey, Steve. Hey, Carl. Yeah, that hearing just kicking off a few minutes ago because Microsoft and FTC are meeting in court today for the beginning of a five-day hearing that will likely determine the fate of Microsoft's $69 billion deal to buy Activision, at least here in the U.S. Now, the FTC is seeking a preliminary injunction in federal court in San Francisco, alleging Microsoft intends to close its deal with Activision before the July 18th deadline, no matter what regulators say. And the FTC already won a temporary restraining order last week, blocking Microsoft from buying Activision until the judge makes a ruling. Now, Microsoft says it welcomes a chance to argue its case in federal court, and the belief from that side is it has a better chance of convincing a federal judge its acquisition is legal than the administrative law judge it would have to face later this summer. If Microsoft prevails, the FTC will likely drop its lawsuit seeking to block their transaction. Now, we're expecting to hear from major players involved in the deal over the next several days. Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella, Xbox boss Phil Spencer, and Activision CEO Bobby Kotick are all on the witness list. And you can see here we uh, have Phil Spencer walking into the court just a few minutes ago. We're going to hear his testimony in just a few minutes. Now, the FTC arguing buying Activision would give Microsoft an unfair advantage in the video game console market. But Microsoft says that's impossible as it's behind Sony and Nintendo in market share. FTC also saying Microsoft will make games from Activision, especially Call of Duty, exclusive to its platforms. And Microsoft, of course, denies that and saying it has cut deals with companies like Nintendo to prove it. But even if Microsoft wins this one, it's not over. It's working through the appeals process in the United Kingdom, whose regulator denied the Activision deal this spring. That'll take the better part of the summer to play out, guys. Right. So, Steve, Europe approved it. China approved it. UK blocked it. Now we have this FTC suit. I, I, I just want to, how, how did this become such a, a contentious one? I know it's a, the size of the deal is very big, but what is the background here? 
Yeah, it, it's not just it is the size of the deal. And also, we know the FTC has been going after big tech acquisitions since Chair Lena Khan took over. Now, the FTC is arguing uh, a little bit different than what the UK and the EU did. They're bringing in the console side of things, saying this would give Microsoft a dominant share in consoles in addition to this nascent game streaming, cloud gaming uh, product that Xbox has and some other rivals. So they're trying to play it both ways, whereas the UK decision was more narrow just on the cloud gaming bit, Sarah. Got it. Steve, thank you. Steve Kovac. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.